0: are locked on cowboys your locked daily dallas cowboys on. podcast part of the locked on podcast locked network your on. team every locked day On, locked 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 on, on, locked on, cowboys. Locked on cowboys. welcome back to the locked on cowboys podcast part of the locked on podcast network thank you for tuning in i am your host marcus Mosier. you can follow me on twitter at marcus underscore mosher and joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, uh, today's Tuesday, but I just want to say, I forgot how nice a victory Monday is in the NFL. Like, there's just nothing better in the world uh, than having a Monday when your team wins. How are you doing today, buddy?
1: I, I concur, 100%. I think it's been a long time. I mean, not it hasn't been a long time since, you know, we won a football game but it, like, like we mentioned before it's it's been a long time since we won a football game and and felt good about it you know like a meaningful felt like football
0: game a meaningful
1: right? football game so yeah it, it really was nice to kind of go into the week not that you know impending sense of dread of having to watch the game and deal with it and and so uh yeah it's it's a great feeling let's let's keep it up let's let's keep it rolling
0: I will say that, that feeling of the Cowboys are, uh, you know, play, they played well and everything's going well lasted about, I don't know, an hour before it's, well, what are they going to do when they lose Kellen Moore this offseason to a head coach? So, I mean, it's just, it's, the Cowboys are awesome. This is why we love this team so much. There's just always so much to talk about. Uh, And we're going to get into a lot of it today, Lane. And we're going to talk about some of the all 22 notes uh, that at least I had. I kind of want you to react to some of these things. Um, I got a chance to sit down and watch it this morning. I spent about three hours watching it. And here is my biggest takeaway from the game. Are you ready? Yeah. Justin Herbert is really, really good. I know that's not a Cowboys thing, but honestly, that was the most impressive thing for me from the game is some of the throws that he made were just absolutely ridiculous. That one throw over the top of Trevon Diggs where he barely got a finger on it. I, I honestly don't know if another quarterback in the league could make that throw. I, I just thought he was really, really good.
1: Trayvon Diggs is already, you know, he's <laughs> this is his second year in the league, but that was another very late in his career welcome to the NFL moment. Like, I think he <laughs> was in a position where he thought he was good because, I mean, who could make a throw like that? Uh, but in the NFL, there, there are a couple folks who can make a throw like that. Maybe three, maybe
0: there, four. There was another play that he had uh, I, I believe it was Bradley and I got the pressure and he was rolling out to his right-hand side, falling away mm-hmm. 50 yards on a line. Did, I mean, no air under the ball at all to Keenan Allen right on the sideline. It's like, are you kidding me? This I mean, I know Charger fans, you lost, but you, you won long-term because Justin you got a good one. is a star. I'll
1: tell you this. My main takeaway from rewatching this you know, is that this the Cowboys' defense played well. You know, it wasn't just one or two players that played well. There were several different guys who had really, really good games. Uh, And I think that, you know, the points kind of reflect that. But I even think that, you know, outside of some absolute heroics by by Herbert on some third downs, uh, the Cowboys defense, I mean, they were basically as good as you could hope for. Uh, basically what you were hoping for when facing Herbert. So, uh, I I mean, hats off to them as well. I mean, obviously Herbert made it look a lot more uh, uh, balanced and a lot more even in this game because he just pulled off some absolute heroics. Uh, And again, I I, I, I get that, was it 2018 Philly vibe, right? Where Mm -hmm. they were just atrocious on first and second down. And the Cowboys defense was swarming and, and limiting them uh, and then they would get into, and then then the Dallas defense would force penalties. They would there's so many forced holds and and, and mm-hmm. uh, different uh, penalties that were you know that were not just errors. They were just they were forced by the Dallas defense. And then you know Herbert comes in on third and 17 or third and 14 or third and eight, makes some ridiculous throw and bails them out. So uh, I think Herbert was so good that it kind of uh, suppressed what was a very good defensive performance by Dallas.
0: All I know is the AFC is going to get really sick of Justin Herbert because once they build that offensive line around him, and they've done a good job so far, he's going to be almost unstoppable because his arm and athleticism and accuracy is so, so good. Um, All right, my biggest Cowboy takeaway, Landon, is actually this guy right here. If you can't see this on the video, I'm pointing to Zach Martin. Zach Martin, according to to PFF, uh, was the highest graded player of the week by any position just the, the highest graded player they've seen and I have to say Landon that might have been the best game I've ever seen Zach Martin play I mean he was phenomenal in the in the run game just opening up massive holes if you get a, a chance to re-watch it watch the one play where they give CeeDee Lamb the handoff in the backfield okay <laughs> he just mauls his guy like 30 yards down the field it I was a little bit worried that Martin would have some after effects <laughs> from COVID from having some of this time off. Nope. He looks healthy and refreshed. I I thought he was phenomenal.
1: You think Zach Martin got it bad. I'd like to see what COVID got right now at this point. I mean, (laughs) COVID got Zach Martin, apparently. Uh, Dude, that touched the touchdown. Oh, the the touchdown touchdown was incredible. He got across the face of the defender and then just turned him around like they were dance partners. Yes. Like it was absolutely ridiculous. Look, I I think I I could be wrong, but not to kind of further – uh, I'm pretty sure that not only was Zach Martin the highest-rated player across the board this week, wasn't he – isn't he right now currently the highest – that game was the highest-rated uh, game of, of the year so yeah, far? Yeah, he, he has the
0: highest-graded uh, performance by any player uh, according to PFF. Yeah.
1: So, not so, bad. I mean, again, PFF grades, especially with offensive linemen. It matches, though, from what we saw on tape. But, but that matches for sure. Yeah, that matches for sure. Um, I, I, but I mean, obviously just to speak quickly about the offensive line, Zach Martin, I, I obviously, he dominated, he looked fantastic. Um, you know, he, uh, whether it was giving help to be whether it was helping T- Terrence Steele out there, he just really, I mean, he's the glue. He's the guy mm-hmm. that, that, that brings this whole offensive line together. Uh, the way that the offensive line was playing on Sunday, uh, you know, that's the, the trademark that, that this Cowboys offensive line has, you know, their calling card that's that's the way that they've been trying to play for years injuries have derailed it at different points you know uh some some different bad substitutions bad play different guys coming in and out this was the first time in a while that i felt like the cowboys offensive line played like we were expecting them to and mm-hmm. even, even without Lale collins I thought Terrence Steele, I mean – Let's save him. We're going to
0: get to him in a second because I got some thoughts on that. But
1: just overall, I thought, yeah, just to kind of sum up, the offensive line played outstanding football and just really allowed and provided for the Cowboys to play uh, kind of a left-handed game plan for them, You know, kind Mm -hmm. of a game plan that I think this is an offense that can do anything uh, and and win a game any way that you need to. Uh, But I would definitely say that this is probably the formula that they might be the least comfortable with uh, just because they haven't, you know, availed themselves of it in a long time, they've been mostly a pass first team. So, uh, it was really good to see that they could switch it up and still have success.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about Terrence Steele in just a second because I, I want to spend a lot of time on him. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. We are back and better than ever as all eyes are now turned to the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site interface and even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Just make sure you're using that promo code, NFL100. All right, let's talk about Terrence Steele, Landon. So. I went back, watched the film, and there was more plays in this game where they left Steele on an island with Bosa than I thought or that I anticipated. Now, Bosa got him a few times, and he's going to get a lot of the guys one-on-one. He's just a really, really good edge rusher. Um, But I thought for the most part, Terrence Steele did not hamper their game plan in the passing game. I want to talk about him as a run blocker in a second, but he he wasn't so bad that they had to completely gut their game plan. I thought he was as good as you could expect from a swing tackle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, they we kind of spoke about it, but the PFF grade for his pass blocking was was not good. And I don't know that I agree with it. You know, I think that if you go out there and you see uh, what he was able to do considering he's Terrence Steele, I mean, he's, he's an undrafted offensive tackle that, like, it was flung into the starting lineup uh, absolutely against everybody's will and maybe even his own, um, you know, for, for long stretches. And, and he's going against, you know, maybe the best, if not top three best pass rushers in football. And I thought that the fact that, you know, we were all expecting the Chaz green game or people were all expecting the Chaz. Yeah, a lot green of people are
0: expecting it just to wreck their offense. Right. He didn't. Not only did
1: he not wreck their offense, you know, Steele won some of those reps and, and uh and and mostly Joey Bosa was a non factor in this game. So I, I mean I think you know, look, I mean, I, I I I've watched I've watched the game through at least once and I've paid special attention to that right side the last time I was watching. And I thought that they played as well a game as you can expect considering who was in. And and I think that Terrence Steele Terrence Steele showed the improvement that Duke Merriweather has been talking about that we hadn't seen yet, you know, that we hadn't seen in his preseason play, that we hadn't seen um, so far this, this year, you know, basically the best that you could say about Terrence Steele is that he didn't stick out in a negative way all throughout training camp. It wasn't like you were seeing him being sunned by every pass rusher, but at the same time, the Cowboys, you know, have a couple, only a couple of pass rushers that you would use as measuring sticks. So, it, we really just had no idea. So the, for him to come out and have this kind of performance uh, and really, again, th- they didn't have to uh, help him nearly as much as we expected they would. Uh, and and he still was able to kind of hold his own again, against one of the best pass rushers in all of football. I,
0: I thought he was really good in the run game as well. And that's oh, really yeah. I what I, I wanted to talk about him because I thought there was a couple of times Lanon where he just caved in the guy. I mean, just absolutely dominated them and, I think that's what we didn't see from him as a rookie, right? Like we, we saw him basically be, I don't know. What do you want to say? A average (laughs) negative player in the run game. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing
1: without a doubt, the, the area that he's improved the most is in his run in the run game. I mean, simply because it feels like he's got more core strength. He's got a little bit better balance. So he's able to stay upright and get to his targets a little bit more. Uh, you know he just didn't do a ton of run blocking in college he, mm-hmm. they threw the ball a ton he did had I, like I said yesterday I think is he's had over a thousand pass sets in college and and that <laughs> didn't leave a lot of room for run blocking so yeah I mean it last year the problem with him was that his pass blocking was probably a little bit worse than it was is now but his run blocking was even worse than that and yeah. somehow since then his run blocking has greatly surpassed his pass blocking and his pass blocking is still in work in progress so Uh, Yeah, if we're going to get that kind of run blocking out of Terrence Steele, uh, it makes his, you know, pass blocking shortcomings, which, again, are improving, a lot more palatable uh, when he's out there.
0: Again, I thought just really, really good in the run game. By far the best I've seen him in his what? He started 15 games last year, 16 games? Aggressive and comfortable. Just like he looked like he
1: knew what he was doing. He looked like he was out there Mm. to dominate guys. Like he wasn't just like – going through the motion like there was flourish he was finishing guys and and that's that's exciting to see
0: speaking of somebody who I thought finished really well I thought Tyler Biotis did a really good job as a run blocker uh, on Sunday he had some really nice plays where he got out in the space uh, where he had some nice combo blocks my problem with Biotis Landon is there's still too many times where he's just whiffing on the guy directly in front of him there was a play I'm trying to think, it might have been Jerry Tillery who lined up right right over top of him, and he just whiffed, and Dak had to throw the ball out of bounds. I am a little bit concerned about Biotis long-term, because over the last two weeks, he's given up nine pressures, seven hurries, and if we know one thing about Dak is he really struggles when there's pressure right in his face, so are you worried about Biotis? Are you concerned? What are your thoughts there?
1: I mean, I think it's, it's still early. Um, you know, he's only started you know, a handful of games. I mean, he, we keep thinking that he started all of last season, but he didn't. And, and only and
0: 570 last year. career snaps in the NFL.
1: Yeah. So he's still, it's still a work in progress for him. Um, uh, I, I, his play has not been fantastic in the past blocking game specifically. I thought I agree as a run blocker, he was getting to second level. He was doing what he needed to do for sure. Um, you know, he's still got things to learn as a pass protector. Mm-hmm. The good news is that center is one of those positions that obviously you're between two guards who are, I mean, uh, another guy we got to talk about Connor sure. Williams, man. Do like, I mean, uh, he's between two guys who are playing really good football and let's lead it into that conversation. Connor Williams is developing into quite a guard, you know? And I think as much as hand wringing has been going on, uh, on Connor Williams, uh, for the last year and a half, uh, he's quietly gotten better and better and better. He's not Zach Martin yet, but I mean, he, not that he could, he will become Zach Martin, but I, I think that he is a guy that continues to improve even in year mm-hmm. uh, four or three now. Four, um, year four. He's four. only 24 yeah, and, years old. Yeah, and I think he's... Uh, and again, another guy who you notice a difference in the attitude, the finish, you know, pushing guys after the play mm-hmm. and, and just being physical. Uh, I'm excited about Connor, and, and I think because of that, I think it gives you a little bit of leeway to allow Biotis to kind of grow into uh, his role as a pass protector, which again, you just don't isolate the center a ton. I'm sure Stevens will try to do that. They'll try to run some more tight formations, some more mint formations that are just going to overload the center of that mm-hmm. offense. But right now, I have a lot of confidence in Connor Williams and Zach Martin to uh, be able to kind of compensate
0: for any any shortcomings that Biondi has early on. Connor Williams has had 101 pass blocking snaps so far this year, Landon. Zero pressures allowed. That's pretty incredible. That's very right? good. That's uh, very impressive. Somebody asked me yesterday what happened with this narrative about Connor Williams is bad. And I just think, as fans, if you're not a Pro Bowl player, then a lot of times I think you suck, right? And that's just not the case for offensive linemen, right? I think Connor Williams struggled early on in his career, but has kind of progressively gotten better. He's probably not a top ten guard in football, but he's not a bottom ten guard either. He's, I think, he's getting closer to above average than average. It's going to present an interesting problem for the Cowboys because you've, you've spent all this time developing this really young guard who's playing well. What do you do with him this offseason, Landon? Do you pay him or do you just let him go and try to slide Connor McGovern over there? What are your kind of thoughts on that?
1: Now we're already trying to figure out what we're going to do in the offseason. That's that's the most Cowboys thing ever. Well, I'm right? saying this,
0: this is a good thing. This is a good problem to have.
1: Absolutely. Problem. It's a good problem to have. I don't really have a solution for it right now. Um, I think we need to see more of Connor McGovern before we can kind of have a, a, a real good answer there. Because, I'm sure you know, we
0: will. Unfortunately, that's just the way the NFL works, right? That's true. So uh, I think that's
1: probably the answer we need before we can kind of seal Connor Williams' fate on this team.
0: All right, I, I want to talk about the defense because I have a lot of uh, thoughts on this defense. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about RockAuto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers. Online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Also quickly want to tell you guys about DirecTV. DirecTV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. All right, Lane and some defensive notes. Um, Micah Parsons, good. Moving on, right?
1: Moving on. That's it.
0: I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time on Micah Parsons, but
1: there's a lot of hyperbole to go over at this point. I mean, just people talking about crazy things about is it, I mean, not, not crazy, but just like, you know, look. He's the he, the highest uh, rated pass pass rate win r- winner for for rookies so far this season. I think highest he was like the, the highest right rated. now. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, we there's tons of people already talking about all the hyperbole out there. It's it's exciting, and I don't know how much more there is to add to it.
0: The next one I want to bring up to you, I, I know you're gonna appreciate, it, and I actually I'm really excited for you tonight when you get to go back and rewatch some of the film, but. Osa oh, Odigizua yeah. made a handful of plays in this game. And some of them go on the stat sheet, some of them do not. Uh the sack that Leighton Vanderesh had was actually because of Odigizua. He got up the field. There was a tackle for a loss that I I don't remember exactly who had it, but it was because Odigizua forced Austin Neckler to bounce outside. There was another time where he got a he got a pressure on Herbert and forced Herbert to throw the ball away.
1: That first drive
0: for he played outstanding for a for a rookie defensive tackle to come in there and make that many plays uh, i was just really impressed I, I just thought he had a really strong game
1: i'm excited man i i i i love i love this guy i think he's uh, he's got all the tools he showed you he's got all the tools there was that i think that you mentioned that twist that he was a part of yeah where yeah. he came around to the outside and just separated so quickly and then just closed uh yeah, I think he's gonna be a really good player for this team, and and you know, it's just crazy. It just kind of to speak to the defense overall, it's just crazy the injection of talent that this team mm-hmm. got uh, from free agency and from the draft, right? Like, you know, we we haven't really spoken a ton about uh, Curse yet. Yeah, but going back, too. man, Curse played fantastic. Best game football. I've ever seen from Jayvon. And yeah. and honestly you know, there's going to be a conversation on, you know, Wilson versus curse and that curse is going to need to get his snaps too. Uh, you know, obviously, I mean, geez, Marcus, when was the last time we had safety depth? I, I I know I keep harping on it, but it's like, we were hoping for a good safety last year, you know, and then we got one and we we're like, man, it'd be great to have two great safeties. We legitimately have, I think, Four four safeties that I feel comfortable playing with, and that yeah. I think can go out there and make plays if needed. Now, be in and, different and, roles, and that's right? I huge. think yeah. Curse is
0: certainly better at the line of scrimmage than some of these other guys. Yeah, I like KZ kind of as the deep rover guy. Malik Hooker made a tackle in the backfield, which was pretty impressive. He's probably the furthest away right now just because he hasn't played a lot. Yeah, but for him to even be out there, it, it was exciting. Uh, I, I do agree with you. The good thing is the Cowboys. Because Kers played well and because KZ played well, I think they can be a little bit patient with Donovan Wilson. Like, it's probably not wise to rush him back from the groin injury, right? Like, if he's not ready for Monday, you can just say, hey, let's let's wait and we'll try to kept, keep you fresh for week four. That's where the depth is going to come in handy.
1: Absolutely. When you don't feel like you have to rush back a guy from a soft tissue injury, you have the luxury of having the depth to – I mean, look – not even the depth just to have a starter in place, but to have a starter and a third in place, mm-hmm. even if you're losing one of these guys, that's that's a luxury. And, and, and again, like kind of going back to what this defense and what this team this year is about, we're full speed ahead on a per-game game-planning offense and defense. There is absolutely zero that has indicated – I mean, frankly, if you go back and listen to the Kellen Moore uh, uh, press conference – He was basically mocking the idea of we're just gonna do what we're gonna what we do well and going forward. He was saying this is every week it's gonna be different and it's the same for the defense. And when you're gonna do that on the defensive side of the of the ball, you need to have versatile players that can kind of mix and match to do all the different kinds of things you need uh, to support all the different packages you're gonna have. And Mm -hmm. you've got four safeties that between the four of them can kind of do a little bit of all. you got a tight end eraser. You've got a, a, a box safety. You've got a, a, a rangy back end safety. You've got a guy that can do, you know, a hooker when he, when he gets healthy, hopefully can do a little bit of both. And then Wilson, I think, can do a little bit of both. So uh, it's just it's just great to have that versatility in the back end. And, and it really does. And then the linebackers too. It really does facilitate what you want to do the, throughout the rest of your defense when you're trying to play kind of a matchup style of, of defense and offense.
0: Uh, a couple more things on defense. Um, do you know what Chase Young and Montez Sweat have in common, Landon?
1: I love this question. No. What do they have in common?
0: Neither of them got a pressure on Rashawn Slater. Uh, do you know who did get two pressures on Rashawn Slater?
1: Hi, John Oning. Uh Bradley and I did. Bradley freaking sure. and
0: I did, man. Yeah. Uh, those two plays were really good. I-, I posted both of those on Twitter. You guys can go look at them. You know what play actually impressed me more besides those two wins? There's a play where he's rushing on that left side. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, on the right side. And the ball goes to the other side of the field on a play action boot. Oh, yeah. And he mm-hmm. makes the tackle down the field. Just complete effort, busting effort. his butt to get there. That's the effort Dan Quinn wants his team to play with. Because, yes, they gained a first down on it. But that could have been a 20-yard gain rather than a 10-yard gain. Those can, are the plays all- that are going to add up for the Cowboys.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and, and and along those lines, can we also give him serious credit for, for drawing Keenan Allen off sides on that, on that uh, taunting yeah, penalty? <laughs> that was amazing. Like, going back and watching that and then Anai's eyes when the guy threw the flag, he's like... <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, so, uh, I yeah, again, Anai has done nothing other than prove that he belongs out there and that he deserves to be part yep. of this rotation. Uh, we even saw... a. a <laughs> Ah uh, Kamara, get out there. Is there Kamara, get out there and 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 get a, mm-hmm. a a a pressure and then a tackle and and so I don't know, man. The Cowboys suddenly have an embarrassment of riches at positions that they have never had depth at before. So I really don't know, uh, kind of what to say about this. You know, I, I, the other thing is, you know, we've talked about. Um, we talked about Odigizua, but I, I think you know you got some good you got some better play, not not maybe notable or or excellent <laughs> play, but better play from guys like Carlos Watkins. I think Brent Urban played a better game as well. Uh Quentin Bohana didn't have a ton of snaps, but when he was in that was in there was effective. So uh just you know, a rising tide raises all boats. So I thought of Bohana was better defense. than
0: those other two, to be honest, though. I I yeah, I, was, I was a little bit disappointed with Urban. I, I thought he would be a more impactful player he just seems like kind of a guy to be honest
1: urban's just is a rotational guy who can mix it up in the middle i mean the, the difference is is that he's not he's not a
0: liability you know what I'm saying like he's not no making but i play. thought he was going to be a plus run defender at this that's but i think he's, he's getting older he's not what he was three years ago but i was hoping for him to be a little bit more I, uh, i've been a tad disappointed just,
1: yeah that's and that's fair i just think we needed to stop the bleeding in the run game and he helps he helps do that you know, when, when he's in there and that that's enough for me at this point with, with a lot of the other play that's going on. So, uh, you know, kudos at least to Watkins, I think who definitely played a much better game this week than he did last week.
0: And the last thing I'm going to mention, because we have to end the show with a negative note. It's just a tradition. Of course. Uh, of course. I thought the linebackers were just okay in this game, even maybe, maybe a little bit less than okay. Now Van Rush made a couple big plays Van hold- played really well. Yeah. Van drew a holding pl- call. Um, he drew three he, holding calls, three I'm pretty hold- sure. I, I know the yeah. one for sure in the middle where he just got wrapped up. But he was probably the best of the three linebackers. Keanu Neal has not played particularly well the first two games of the season. And I don't know if it's just bad mismatches or whatever, but uh, after how well he played in the preseason, I'm, I was just a little disappointed. Jalen's kind of Jalen. I, I, I don't really need to say more about that. But I, just, I thought we, we would see a better game from them. We did. That's just my opinion. I think that Jalen
1: had a pretty decent game for him. I mean, he didn't miss any tackles, you know. He he, a couple of the downfield tackles that you know you don't really give him too much credit for. But you know, there was another time when he was he was covering Eckler out of the backfield and he did just fine. And uh yeah, I think with the Keanu Neal, I think he's making the play. He's seeing it, he's pulling the trigger, he's just not tackling well right now. Yeah, he's not he just needs he needs to finish when he finishes. He's getting tackles for loss. I mean, we've seen it too. It's very boomer bust with Neil right mm-hmm. now. Like you see him pulling the trigger and getting guys for a loss. And then you see him pulling the trigger, hitting the guy and not bringing him down. And then the guy getting like three or four yards, that part has to stop. And when that part stops, I think you're going to see that Neil's playing good football, but it's up until then it doesn't mean anything. If you can't make that tackle uh, up front.
0: What's the best linebacker combination for this team after two weeks Laden? Cause I don't know the answer.
1: I honestly think it's a it's it depends on what's happening, and I think that that's how they feel too. I think, you know, Leighton Vander Esch is is shown that he's playing pretty good football right now. Um, So I'm 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 inclined to include him and Parsons in that list if we're just going to go, you know, generic. Who's the best two linebackers on this team? Um, You know, I I think that if you get Neal, getting his tackling back under control, uh, he's certainly in that mix as well. Okay. Um, They you know they they have. The good news is they have lots of linebackers who can play at a, at least decent level. So there, there's not like a, a shortage there by any stretch of the imagination.
0: And we know the way the NFL season works. They're going to need to use all of these guys because there's just no way that they're all going to stay healthy. It's just the nature of the position. Uh, but so far, so good. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in tomorrow. We'll be back with your questions. So make sure you're sending those in. Uh, you can follow the show at locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. BCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you next time.